Hello and welcome to the Franchise Growth Pod, a podcast created by the team here at AC Inc. and your resource for all things mindset, franchisee performance, profitability, leadership, marketing, pretty much everything you need to know to get to your next stage of growth. We like to think of this podcast as friends chatting franchising on a rooftop patio over a glass of wine or maybe a whiskey. So if you love action steps, genuine conversations, and growing your business, settle in and let's talk franchise growth. Hello, and welcome back to the Franchise Growth Pod. My name is Belle, Director of Marketing at AC Inc., and I am back with Jordan, Jordan Roberts, Director of PR, Sales, Community, Roundtables, and one of my best buds. How's it going, Jordan? Oh, good. Did you need to intro yourself? Do you think that's necessary at this point in time? Intro myself? Like, have to say who I am? Like, the hello, that? I mean, if I feel like they don't know you, shame on that, but... (laughs) Yeah, just like... Hey, here's my co-host. I never introduced myself. That could be that could be up to them to figure it out. Yeah, that could be good. The only thing is I like to always think that at any point we could have a brand new podcast listener um hop on and then they wanna like jump in on the most recent episodes. So I always like to make sure, like, you know, we give a bit of background. Um, but we don't really give it up, to be honest. Speaking of, sorry, I'm just like interrupting you all over the place. Speaking of cool podcast things, um, I don't know. So at the time we're recording this, um, a couple weeks ago, so I guess probably going to be like a month or so ago um, when, by the time this comes out, um, Anchor, which is where we uh, host and um, do all of the editing and stuff of our podcast, um, Anchor has actually become Spotify for podcasters. So it partnered with Spotify and brought together a couple different tools. And it's the exact same tool, but now they're like a Spotify partner um, and changed their name, which I thought was really interesting. Did you hear about that at all? No, but I'm starting to feel like I'm a little left out. <laughs> the point was not to make you feel left out. The point was to oh, share yeah. some <laughs> share some share some podcast news. Um, which is I tried to like I typed in Anchor to go put our podcast up. So um as obviously the marketer of AC Inc., I do um the podcast editing and then posting, so scheduling them out in advance so you guys can get all the value all the time. Um and as I was doing it, it popped up and it was like Spotify for podcasters. I was like, what? And then I logged in. And I logged in normally and it was all fine. And then it came up as Anchor has changed. Like now it's going to be called this. And I thought that was kind of neat. And like Spotify is really taking over the podcast space. And I kind of think it's cool. I think it's really good for them for like, and not only just in the creators, like who they're getting on Spotify shows and stuff um, and all their Spotify exclusive stuff, but also in the tools. Like Anchor is one of the best tools to create podcasts on, like edit and publish them. Um, from all the reviews and all the people I've talked to and everyone I know who, who puts them together, that's definitely a very favorite tool. So I think it's really smart for Spotify to be trying to bring more of those partners into their under their umbrella. I think it's very smart. Very cool. I like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Are you looking it up right now? No, no, no. Okay. I'm going to. Okay, sweet. I'll put all of the sun. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. A dog well, is out of the background. Oh, hi, Danny. If you're not watching that, um, Jordan's dog is right behind him um, uh, on the YouTube recording. You can go check him out. He's very cute. Um, did you go for a walk with him today? Is it I nice? did. Nice I did. I go walks every day with him that are about an hour long. Wow. I have to. Um, 
I try to get eight to 10,000 steps a day. Nice. That's the major key. And he doesn't want to go for the walks. I want to make this very clear. I'm not walking. It's just like, you need to do this. He would gladly never walk. <laughs> ever. So, so at the end of that hour, I'm in front. Yeah. And dragging. You're like, Danny, do you need a ride? <laughs> oh, yeah. Very much so. He's, he's, he's pathetic that way. At what point do you think you're going to, like, put Denzel in a stroller to walk in? What do you think that's going to be? Like, do you think he would like that? Do you think he wouldn't be into that? Like, uh, He would be into it. And just so we're clear, I've actually looked up the attachments for my bike. Yes. So I'm going to try. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get one that I can attach to the back of my bike. And I'm going to put my logo on it for my franchise. And then I'm just going to have him sit in the back. And he's going to roll around town with me. That's such a great idea. Oh, my gosh. A little bit of a community organic marketing going on there. I love it. A little bit, a little bit of that. We'll, we'll talk about that when it happens. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's so fun. We'll have to do like a full recap. That is definitely going on LinkedIn, by the way. Something <laughs> something Jordan is working on is uh, being on LinkedIn more, which is something obviously I never shut up about um, with all of our clients and community. So Jordan's been awesome on LinkedIn lately, and I'll be anxiously awaiting that post. Um, in the next few months, <laughs> summer, when uh, you have Denny in a, a stroller with your logo on the back, that would be awesome. When you put it that way, it sounds awful, but I'm still. Yes. I think it's fun. I think it's cute. I mean, you'll get made fun of, but in a good way. It's like you want to create buzz. Yeah. You know? But it's Victoria. Like you know, Victoria. If you don't have something weird on the back of your bike, you're really not for Victoria. It's true. So. True. They're like, who is that person? Like they obviously don't live here. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, we have. Um, successfully had some good updates about the podcast world talked about denny obviously highlight um talked about some organic marketing strategies in case anyone wants to steal that for uh, for their uh, business um and now we're going to talk about um so something that i don't know if everyone knows about you jordan especially if they are a newer podcast listener um so um Part of what you do at AC Inc. is obviously sales, PR, community building, roundtables, all those amazing things, big, big relationship builder over here. Um, but part of what you do is that, and then you are also a top performing franchisee, and you have been for, what, a decade? Decade. That's so years. And I think, yeah, and I've been top five out of 715 for about eight or nine of those years. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah, no, you are an extremely amazing franchise owner and I don't know if anyone always knows that about you. And I think it gives you this really cool perspective that you bring to the AC community and that you bring to this topic of franchisee support, um, which is of course the thing that we're going to get into today. If you've been, if you looked at the title of the episode, <laughs> so we're going to be talking about franchisee support. And I just wanted to give like that background on the fact that you have over a decade of being a top performing franchisee of a very large um, brand. And so you have this really unique perspective and lots of members of the team actually have been franchisees, which I think is really cool. Like I think it's against Angela, of course, um, Jen, Jennifer Brannon, Brecken um, have worked as franchisees as very high performing franchisees. So it really does give this cool insight into a lot of the work that we do as field coaches, um, as helping build out field coach infrastructure and all those types of things. Um, anything else that kind of helps give some perspective on like where you're coming from as we're going to start talking about the franchisee support piece? Um, just some yeah. more background on your experience. Well, I mean, well, I mean, we're going to try and keep this as positive as possible. Uh, but a lot of what we're going to be talking about is kind of stuff I had to kind of figure out on my own. Mm. Uh, um, 
because you didn't get a whole lot of support from that office for so many years. And I, even they're catching up and getting better at it. That's awesome. But, yeah, but a lot of all the support I had was kind of based around compliance. So it was like, yeah. like hey, listen, we need to go out. It's like, okay, well, how do I do that? And then they kind of give you some stuff to help, but that proactive approach to helping you out or even just looking past the numbers, like, you know, that, that wasn't really there. So this is kind of a way for us to kind of discuss some of those and then what that looked like after the fact and how it was celebrated or not acknowledged or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, kind of, you got you got to sort it out yourself a lot of the time. You do. Yeah. And I, I think that that speaks to um, actually one thing you said is something I maybe want to dive a bit deeper into, because this is something we, um, we get asked a lot about, or we get even comments like, you know, at an event when Steven's having a conversation, like there are times when people will go, Oh, you know, we, we do a lot of support and stuff. And it, a lot of the times, actually, when you kind of ask more about it with, you know, established brands, um, they, they want their franchisees to be supported. But a lot of that actually goes more into the compliance and less into the strategic growth coaching to actually help them build the business and be better business owners themselves, not just be like the, I feel like the basic is the, you know, complying with the systems and processes and branding. And, you know, those are awesome and definitely good, you know, good to think about and good to have systems around, but there's this whole other piece that I think sometimes people even forget to put into the same category, which is that becoming a better business owner. So you're making more money, you're being more profitable, you're hitting your goals. Um, and that, again, as you said, has to do with the finance piece, but also the culture piece and the retention piece and the hiring, all those things. So maybe expand on what are some good kind of mindset things to think about it. If you're a Zor who has to kind of like almost wrap your head around the fact that compliance is super important, but it's not the full part of support. Like that's not what support no. really encapsulates completely. In a lot of ways, it's not even support at all. Mm. It's kind of the opposite of support. It's, hey, you're not doing this, do this better. There's not a whole lot of support in that sentence, no matter how you butter it up. Yeah. It's, support is, hey, I've noticed your sales on Sunday aren't doing well. Mm. I come from a brand, like I said, who looked a lot of the numbers. You know, why don't we find an event you guys can do mm. in your, like, what, what can we do to drive traffic in? And then, you know, yeah. they, they have all the information, every, I'm not because then I, I speak about my brand only, but they, they knew all the charities we worked with and all the, the events we've done because you have to report that stuff. Yeah. So really, it, it, it's always nice to have that I thought that they could have come to you and done. You work with these people on these days and you always saw a bump. Let's bring them in on Sunday mm -hmm. and let's have them come in. Let's see what let's see what happens. You know, I'll come and do it with you, you know. And and I know that a lot of some of the um, and, and I've seen this in multiple brands is the, the the FBC or the field coach will come in when maybe there's a low performer that wants to do better. Mm. Sometimes you don't want to have to wait for that. You don't want to have to wait for you to just be above sea level before you start going back up. That's actually so true. The the idea that coaching or support is really only needed when someone's struggling or having challenges is is 
very much more that reactive or operational support that we talk about. We have whole episodes dedicated to the difference between proactive and operational support, but that really does fall more into that operations day-to-day, right? Those kinds of things, as opposed to, as you were saying, like, what about supporting people who are even maybe doing pretty well right now or um, have goals to, you know, be the very, very best or bring in this amount of money or, or have this many, you know, team members or whatever that is. And I think that's a really cool way to look at support as well as it's not just to help people who are really struggling you don't want people to be struggling you actually want them to be doing really really well um, for all kinds of reasons i love that point um you said something else though i wanted to just circle back on um the oh about the the compliance being not really the same as support no matter how you butter it up but then you went on to talk about that like mindset piece of having a home office that is like you know, looking out for you and going, oh, you know, your your sales aren't doing as well on these weekends or on these days, or whatever. What are some things, you know, we can brainstorm together, as you said. So, and to me, I, I agree. I think, you know, compliance is not really like support necessarily. It's really, it's helping you be successful because you don't want to have a totally different logo or like start using random different fonts or, you know, not talking like the brand or like there's things that that will obviously hurt your, your growth. Um, But to me, it's like that piece you just said about looking out for your franchisees and like having that be the mindset and that be the, oh, how can we strategically get you to this next level? Or what are your goals around this that we can help you with? And let's have a brainstorm session. Let's have a, an action tracker that we can track these steps, right? Right. So that kind of thing, I feel like when some, when systems have that in place and we see this all the time, when systems have that kind of attitude around interactions between owners and the home office team, I feel like that's when compliance actually can be good. It can actually be like, oh, hey, we're noticing like, you know, you're using this not to our brand's standards or you've started shifting your processes. Like, let's just make sure we check in on that. Let's, And it's almost like holding you accountable because you're working together to do well. Does that make sense? Like it almost is because I liked what you said. Yeah. So it's not really support. But I feel like if you have awesome support and awesome proactive coaching and strategy and all that, yeah. The the um the holding people to brand standards and those kinds of things feels more supportive. Like if you have those other support things going on, it yeah. feels more supportive, even if it's still again kind of the same thing. Does yeah, you're not 100 right. Like coming to someone and being like, "Hey, you you're not doing all these days. Can't, let's look at this." Yeah. Let's just say that's complex. Let's just say you're like this is a bit of a red flag for them, and they're yeah. like, "Let's figure that out." It's a much better idea than them coming and being like, "Hey, your sales are down. Like, those need to go up." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for your insight, right? Like, it's just that, yes, I know they need to go up. And, you know, well, we know so many systems that have franchises that maybe just need more support in understanding their own business. Mm-hmm. And you're going to deal with a lot of... Some, some are good at marketing, some are good with numbers. Like, I was... I was blessed that my business partner in my franchise, which is rare too, um, is a numbers guy. Oh, yeah, that is really numbers. I, I can't save two pennies to rub together. Fine. You take care of the numbers. You you tell me what we can do here, there, and the other. I can handle the marketing and the output for that. And it was fun because when whenever we did have an issue, it was there was one of us that could handle it somehow, some way. And that's not always the case. So you have a lot, so most franchisees are wearing. Both those hats, mm. they're not doing well. I mean, I I know franchisees that have had 
major problems with just keeping their balance, their bank balance above what it needs to be. Yeah. And the franchisor is like, hey, listen, like you're behind on your bills. Well, that needs to be better. But like how? What? Yeah. How do we wait for you to get to this point? Why are that proactive approach just isn't there all the time? And mm-hmm. I'm kind of ranting now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it is, I, that's what I find so cool about you being on this team and supporting franchisees and franchise systems this way because you have that perspective of going, um, I was really lucky my business partner was really solid at these things so we could kind of team up and work on these things together. Um, but to understand that when you see, you know, what we put in place for systems or, um, you know, on these field coach roundtables that you're often on, right, these professional development roundtables for field coaches, you hear what these field coaches are doing in their systems to stay on top of things like getting everyone's financials in order and having scorecards that people feel, you know, proud of reporting every month, like, here's what I'm tackling, here's what my priorities are, this is how they, you know, connect my big goal for the year, like, he has, yeah, Big, hairy, audacious goals. Get your franchisees on them. Yeah, it's so powerful. And it's cool because you, again, you have that perspective that I not everyone has about when you see those things, you go, oh my gosh, I have been a part of something where that maybe was not always the case. And you can see how that's helping just the overall industry, franchising in general, get better, right? Get Have more people who are successful as owners. It's really cool. It's a really neat perspective to have. Um, I want to ask, though, so you learned a lot of things on your own. You're seeing even your system start to really start to adopt more of this proactive support approach or more of the validation and offering training. You're really starting to see that 10 years in and and going, that's awesome that the industry is changing in that way, that we're starting to see more of that. Like, that's so exciting. Um, I want to talk about just a couple types of franchisee support. We've talked a lot about the proactive, like the coaching, the strategy, having someone designated to help build out, you know, roadmaps and action plans with owners. We've talked about that. I want to ask about two other ones, which you and I have talked offline about. So I want to ask you about them specifically. And one of that is like validation. So like awards, celebrating, you know, acknowledgement, right? Those kinds of the validation piece of like what that can do in terms of support for owners. And then the training. So like ongoing opportunities to learn more things or to get new professional development, kind of those kinds of things. So I want to hear your thoughts on those and just any even instances you've seen like that really make a huge difference either in your own, you know, your own life or um, with some of our clients or community members as well. Like where do those kind of stand out in your mind? My, 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 my thought on validation has shifted, not good or to bad or bad to good, but just shifted as I've become a more established franchisee in my system. Like I, I don't spend the amount of time I, that I used to. First yeah. openers are 12 hours a day. Now I have staff and I've got them doing stuff. And what has happened with the validation, especially specifically to my store, is I have my, my two my manager, my assistant manager, they're amazing people. Yeah. They love social media. And what has happened is we are starting to make some great content on social media. And Bosley's head office shares a ton of the stuff we do. Not not only ever. So they see that or we'll post a picture or video. And they'll put a link to it in the communications to all the franchises. But like, this is what they're doing here. That validation for my staff means more than it could have ever done for me as a franchisee, right? I am a franchisee. I had a bit of a bit of a relationship. They're like, they give me a pat on the back and they it. But with my with my staff, they love it, and yeah. it just keeps them coming back, and they want to do it again, and they want to do it again. And you know, when we have our conference last conference we had, because we've been doing really good on this for about a year and a half. 
the last conference, people are coming up to my manager and being like, do you do the social media? Because I've seen some of your stuff. And it's like, that's amazing. That, that's, you know, specifically to my experience, that social media validation for two people, that my, they did not want to get into it. They did not want to do it. And once they started going down that rabbit hole, they've just leaned into it hard. And now we get, they get all the validation. They get in, in that stuff that I can tell them it's great. But the third party, yeah, that, that means more than me. They're like, yeah, we know you like it, Jordan, because you don't have to do it if you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the validation even goes beyond the owner and can go to like the team or um, people you know within your business that are taking ownership and and thriving and stuff. That's so cool though that like you empowered them to do that or you know it was put on you know a task list or whatever. And and if they just lean, they leaned into it and now are getting all this. Um, acknowledgement from the full brand and just going, this is incredible. We love the examples that this gives, you know, it gives to other locations and all that kind of thing. That's really cool. Like that's a very neat thing to have as a system. Um, it's like that encouragement and validation in that way. Cause I agree. It's not always even about the owner necessarily. It's also about your team and even your community, yeah. those kinds of things. Yeah. The, and I've always found that over the last five years, they've done a lot of competition I'm not competition. They're like, you know, this is the treat of the month. And then they'll put the store numbers and who's doing well throughout like every week. And my staff take that on personally. And if we win, I go out and do something big for them. Yeah. You know, I usually do it anyways. But like if we're really putting a push and we're like, well, man, we sell a ton of these treats here. Let's see if we can win. And if you can finish top five out of 700, mm-hmm. you're doing all right. Because you're competing with Vancouver stores, Toronto stores, like, and there's a couple times we've done it, and you can see that validation that they get. So, franchisors encourage those that, yeah. that competitive edge. I mean, that's not for everyone, but yeah. if if you have a conversation with your franchisees on why it's important and, and some of the success, because some of them have been like, "Well, this is stupid. Why would I want to compete with that?" Well, well, hold on. Like, there's other things here at work. You can have your staff buy into this, and if you do this for them, like, you're just you're going to get that buy-in and that yeah. validation on multiple levels throughout your business. That's super smart, actually. And even putting it into the the um, idea of it's not just about the number. It's not just about the competition. It's actually a lot about, you know, getting your team all together working on something or creating more ownership amongst, you know, team members to go like, we can take ownership of this and we can make a difference. And we could even move up in the ranking, right? Maybe we were um, 150th last year and we want to move up by five ranking. Like we just want to move this much in our sales number or whatever. Like I think that is really cool and a neat way to create that team buy-in and that, that team retention piece as well. So that's a great call actually when you're talking to owners about. Yeah, again, uh, that, that, that view that I've had on this frame, I mean, it's actually been longer than five or six years. Most people have close to eight. But like when I first used to do it back eight years ago, my motivation for that, let's just say three to the month, let's just go with that one again, was to try and get my average ticket up because I only had so many people come through the door. So yeah. my, my, my takeover was dictated on how many, I'm to get that dollar per, per transaction. Well, over the years, that's no longer my biggest thing now. Now yeah. there's, there's nothing, it's like I just like sales go up, it improves your margin. But now I'm more interested in A, competing with my fellow franchisees. And my staff enjoy that. And so it's not about the my mindset is no longer like I needed to go up two or three bucks per head. I don't, that's not important, although that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's my staff is buying into this and loving every second of it. And like sometimes they'll sell a few and then like the person will walk out and be like, woo, woo. <laughs> you know, just 
that's that's worth tons. That's really fun. Yeah, that's really cool, and it's a neat way to think about validation going even further than as yeah. just, like, just just the one person. I do actually also like, and it kind of ties it back to that proactive coaching piece, which is as you said, at different stages of your growth as a business owner, the the type of thing that you're going to compete with yourself with, or compete with your past, you know, numbers, or um, even look at a scoreboard of different numbers that your franchisees do, even just to see what's possible, or to see, you know, like. I don't know if scoreboards are how all franchise systems are going to thrive, but I love the idea of having a coach be able to go, okay, let's look at what's going to make the biggest impact towards your goals and set, as you said, like your goals have shifted. It used to be about that average ticket price. And now it's about, you know, leading the scoreboard in terms of overall sales. Cause you guys are at that point in your success and in your stage of growth. Right. And so I like that you can also customize. And we talk about that a lot in terms of the customized scoreboards that you fill in, like customized oh, metrics. For every month is that your system is going to be different and your specific um, location is going to be different because, you know, depending on where you're at in your growth journey as a franchise owner um, and depending on, you know, your goals, not everyone has the exact same goals for their business. So I really like that. I like the, how it's changed for you over time. I think that's. Yeah, really it has and my understanding of it and my yeah. strength about it. And yeah. And you know, that, I think really it happens with any business owner, like you did, your priorities change, but they stay the same. Like I still want money through the door, but it's yeah. going to be for different reasons. They can shift. Yeah. The, the ways that you measure it and stuff can really shift. That's really interesting. I want to um, finish up with the training question. So I asked um, a while ago, the, the kind of two comments on the validation piece, which we definitely, I love the, the key takeaways already in that. Um, and for the professional development or the training thing, because that's kind of another key element and that also can be done by a coach. So that, you know, relates again, back to that proactive field coaching, um, but just offering more trainings or more opportunities to like learn new things or excel certain skills or those kinds of things. Um, what do you think that, and even, you know, if it's things you've seen like in our roundtables or things you've seen in clients that you work with and those kinds of things, what are the big things about training and professional development that can really help in terms of franchisee support? Like how does it impact owners from your experience? Hmm. Okay, I mean, maybe I'm getting this wrong when I say this, so bring me back on track. But I think often when you're training franchisees as a franchisor is that you assume because you as the franchisor were able to handle the business aspect well enough to make this a duplicate, an ability to duplicate this business, you tend to ignore that side of it. Mm. Right? You're like, well, I did it. Yeah, and they're like, and I've given you the formula on how to do it. I do it. It's like, well, maybe all that stuff in the back, that understanding of PL, big mm -hmm. difference. Took me two years to understand a PL at my store. Yeah, twenty six to became a franchisee. So that professional development, I think it's the, not necessarily the quality of it. I mean, obviously it is, but it's what you're aiming at. It's not about what the specifics of the business are. It's all that other stuff that you think they're going to get because, hey, they've got, they wanted to do this. They believe in my business, but that doesn't mean they understand how to market something, mm. how it's their checkbook or how to manage their cash flow. Yeah. It, so what I hear there is the importance for the training side. This is so, so important. And it's not even at all what I um, was thinking we'd get into, but I think it's so key. Because I was thinking, you know, professional development, like offering opportunities for leadership and cult culture and all these things, all these soft skill things. I was like, oh, cool. We'll talk about that. But this is actually even bigger. And I think something so important when it comes to franchisee support is the 
having continued training on the basics of being a business owner. As you said, PL, cash flow management, hiring, you know, like the, the processes and the basics of things. And just keeping in mind, like even if someone goes through six months of training, opens, they're starting to do, you know, pretty well or whatever, and that's awesome. To have that continued training of like, hey, are there certain things you're not understanding about your books? Are there certain things we're struggling to figure out about, um, you know, calculating our um, merch percentages or whatever it is, like these random little things that have to do with building a business. Keeping in mind, like having training and ongoing training opportunities for those things is foundational. Like it's not even the offering, you know, leadership yeah. and those kinds. Of, that's all awesome, and I think that's still. The culture aspect's huge, and I'm a big believer in culture. One thing that I've always been proud of more than anything that I've done with my franchise is I have probably one of the lowest turnovers in, in the entire country. Like I think over 12 years I've had like 40 employees, and when you look at the where we are, that's that's minimal. Um, and it's that culture to me was secondary for years, even though I did all right with the staff I had, because I had to learn how to do other stuff. So it's like I'm not worried about how the culture in my store is. I'm worried about reacting poorly because I'm like, I have to file my taxes by when? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, oh, I didn't know I had to pay that bill. What do you mean I need a business license? Like These are all things that, you, so some of these things that I, I had to figure out on my own. So when you think about the professional development about other stuff, it's like, if you don't have the basics down, that doesn't matter really because you're just not, not going to be able to manage it. But at the same point, once you be, get your feet wet, and that foundation's built, and you have the confidence in all those those the basics. We'll call them or the, business the business backbone. Business, business yeah. foundations is what we often call them in like yeah, the courses and stuff. Yeah. Then, then you want to work on the culture because your mind, your mind, your the frame, your mind frame has changed. And, and, and culture is like, as you said, like about the turnover thing. That can actually be a huge stress off of someone's shoulders to have amazing culture where people want to stay a part of your team want to serve your community in the very best way possible or have innovative new ideas or whatever that like culture is so huge but you're so right like it can almost be distracting if you like don't understand your financial statements or don't understand your rental agreement and your insurance is another huge one like all these kinds of foundational like financial pieces that again that training it's awesome to have that initial training and i think that it like so many systems have great initial training set up but it's that idea that okay and then we never have to like tell you anything more or help with any more of that training you'll just know that and you'll just always be up to date on you know how that works <laughs> and it's tough it has to be real time you can't yeah. be like you forget your pnls yeah like, no 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 we're gonna have to talk about that when it comes up in real time i'm not gonna tell you about it in Initial training, especially since if I'm like, what the heck's a PL? You better have an entire course ready to go on that. Um, yeah, or, so. just, or just the follow up, like, just because I mean, I don't know about you when I take courses and stuff, like, I'll try to take in as much as possible. But when you're trying to take in that much information, like, not all of it sticks. And so being able to circle back to those foundational pieces often and having opportunities for people to continue learning about that and having a coach be able to check in on those things is so huge from that proactive support side. Um, and just check in and see like, oh, do you understand, you know, your chart of accounts and stuff? And like, that's okay if we need to do a training session on that. And that's awesome. And like that, and as you said, when you have those pieces in place, it gives all this opportunity for development of your culture and development of your, um, you know, team building practices and leadership skills and all those kinds of things. Um, but if you're constantly, you know, your financials are out of order and you're all over the place because of that, like that 
it takes away from all the awesomeness that could be coming into your business that way. So I think that is so awesome, Jordan. Such an awesome tip. Um, if you have yeah. great culture or you think you do, and you're balancing paychecks, believe me, that culture, the strength of that culture is going to get put to the test pretty fast. That's hilarious. That's actually so true. <laughs> <laughs> That is so great. Well, um, Jordan, this has been an awesome episode. I love hearing your perspective and um, yeah, your take just as a successful franchisee and as someone who's worked on the home office side of the franchise, as someone who now works with systems to help put proactive supporting employees, like it's just really neat hearing your thoughts on it and um, getting to talk to you is always such a pleasure. So thanks for coming Wait, on the pod today. Best part of my Mondays. Aw. Um, well, for everyone who's listening, I hope you were taking all the notes, grabbed all your key takeaways, maybe all, read them. <laughs> all of them, get all of them. There were some really good ones in there. Um, and if you have not joined the AC community as of yet, if you're a new podcast listener and you haven't come and joined the AC roundtables, um, you can get on a call with Jordan at AngelaCote.com slash roundtables, and he can get you all the deets, get you, um, all the invites, get everything sorted, um, to have you come join our collaborative weekly sessions, um, with both established and emerging franchisor brands. We have two different groups plus professional development roundtables for different roles within the system. Um, which is awesome to get your team in. Jordan and I are on the marketing roundtable um, every week, which is amazing. So definitely do head to angelacote.com for all those details. And um, if you have any questions about franchisee support and getting some more proactive coaching in place for your owners at any stage of growth, um, also reach out to us at angelacote.com because that is our specialty and we love to help brands um, increase that franchisee profitability and support. Um, anything else before we finish up here, Jordan? No, no, that was awesome. Thank you for having me on here. I love doing this. Perfect. Okay, well, hope everyone has a wonderful rest of your week and go be awesome.